Welcome to the Earth Church. I'm Reverend Billy. Come on in here. The Earth is telling us something again. With these viruses and these superstorms and two-mile-wide tornadoes and heat waves and droughts. Yes, the Earth is talking to us again, telling us we've got to leave the Promised Land and return to the wilderness on that path of the Israelites, only in reverse. Because we're stuck in the promised land right now, and it's devastated. We've got to try something else again. Go back. Go back into the beasts that were supposed to attack us. And all the competing holy beings, the gods and goddesses and their harvests, festivals, and all of their celebrations of the passing of seasons, celebrations of life. Take us back into the flowers of the springtime and the death and the autumn storms. Oh, what's this? A common loon, a common loon has flown into the earth church, flew right up to the altar. Lots of confidence. Well, loon, you're very, very happy today, judging from your laughter. <laughs> Well, we're trying to move forward. We're trying to change. We know we're killing everything, and we've got to start over. We're looking for the way out. Well, if you could show the way, and we don't want to, we don't want to follow that fossil fuel pillar of fire this time. We, I think we'd rather follow a common loon. <laughs> You're famous for that. Soaring call of yours, that, that, that piercing, melancholy, powerful sound. I grew up listening to it in Minnesota. And if you show the way, if you fly out ahead and get too far away from us, just send that great call out and we'll follow that sound. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah here today. Are you ready to, are you ready to journey with the loon? Here we go, Earthalluyah!
Here we are in the promised land. We're held in place. We're doing the same thing in the same way for our entire lives. What were we promised? We can't even remember. Eternal life? Maybe that was it. No, we just got turned into consumers. The eternity is in the promise made by the product in our hands, putting us in debt. We're held in place by stories. We're locked into our inactivity by stories. That is not an option at this time. That's what the earth tells us. We cannot just continue to be consumers, people. Stop shopping. The stories keep us in line. There's the story of the man who got rich through hard work and cunning. And there's the story of the 24-hour orgasm, a new product from Pfizer. The story of debt, shame, never getting it right. Stories of regret swarming around us, turning us neurotic. The story of the fastest jet that dropped the biggest bomb on the most evil, dark-skinned foreigner. Oh, Americans get that one all the time. Lots of stories of people who give their lives to their husbands, to their corporations, to their lovers, to gods, to, and their stories of goodness that it turned out was a trap. All right, the earth is telling us we have to change. The earth is telling us we have to get free of these stories that trap us, that come down upon us and hypnotize us, that come into our blood and our bone straight from the economy. And we have to respond to the call of the loon calling us back out into the wilderness, lifting us out of this cursed promised land. Oh, here, here, hi. We were just, we were just talking about you. Well, you got away from us last time. We, we couldn't quite get out of the chair we were sitting in. We were stuck watching something. We were watching a movie about loons on the screen. You see, we, we were stuck in the simulation of what you are. But now we're ready to come back again if you'll give us another chance. Go ahead, fly out there. We know you can soar in the wind with that note of yours. 
that call. And we know that you can dive down deep under the water. A hundred feet. You can stay down there a long time and then come back to the surface. Oh, you... You're a swimmer and a flyer. And a singer. Alright, we're ready. Go ahead. We're following you now. Go ahead. Just call out if we get behind you. If we can't... Yeah, no, we're, we're gonna do it this time. We're gonna rise out of this chair. Go ahead. Somebody give me an Earthalooya. Are you ready? We can do this, right? Come on now. Let's go. Earthalooya. Hello. Welcome to News from the Natural World. I'm Savitri D. The Vibrant Oceans Initiative presented their white paper on the future of coral reefs this week. Forecasts show that coral reef ecosystems around the globe, key to huge numbers of marine species and a source of food, livelihoods, and cultural heritage for half a billion people, are likely to become functionally degraded by 2050 if the goals of the Paris Climate Agreement are not met. Even with drastic emission reductions to ensure global warming is kept within 1.5 degrees Celsius above pre-industrial levels, up to 90% of the world's corals could still vanish in the next three decades. Brain activity and structure in transgender adolescents more closely resembles the typical activation patterns of their desired gender, according to new research. The findings suggest that differences in brain function may occur early in development, and that brain imaging may be a useful tool for earlier identification of transgenderism in young people. People may be willing to condone statements they know to be false, and even spread misinformation on social media if they believe those statements could become true in the future, according to research published by the American Psychological Association. Whether the situation involves a politician making a controversial statement, a business stretching the truth in an advertisement, or a job seeker lying about their professional skills on a resume, People who consider how a lie might become true subsequently think it is less unethical to tell because they judge the lie's broader message as truer. A new study reveals that elephant babies are able to keep up with the herd straight after birth. Elephant herds do not slow down for mothers who've just given birth, according to new research from the University of Oxford in collaboration with Save the Elephants. Elephants need to keep moving in order to find the amount of food and water they need to survive. So how do families manage with new babies? The secret lies with the 22-month gestation period. That sees mature baby elephants emerge from the womb able to keep up with the family from the day they're born. The findings published in Animal Behavior show the average daily speed of the mother did not significantly change during pregnancy, birth, or when moving with a newborn calf except for a small dip in daily speed on the day of birth itself. In fact, the speed on the day before the elephant gave birth and the day after were not different from the yearly average speed. An enzyme with an elusive role in severe inflammation may be a key mechanism driving COVID-19 severity and could provide a new therapeutic target to reduce COVID-19 mortality, according to a study published in the Journal of Clinical Investigation. Researchers analyzed blood samples from two COVID-19 patient cohorts and found that circulation of the enzyme secreted phospholipase A2 group 2A, or SPLA2 2A, may be the most important factor in predicting which patients with severe COVID-19 eventually succumb to the virus. 
SPLA22A, which has similarities to an active enzyme in rattlesnake venom, is found in low concentrations in healthy individuals and has long been known to play a critical role in defense against bacterial infections, destroying microbial cell membranes. When the activated enzyme circulates at very high levels, it has the capacity to shred the membranes of vital organs. A new study from UC Davis addresses the overlapping stressors facing nine whale species in California waters. The study examines the main causes of death for whale species in the California current ecosystem, which stretches from British Columbia, Canada to Baja, California, Mexico. The whales considered in the study include humpback, gray, blue, fin, minke, say, sperm, North Pacific right, and killer whales. The California Ocean Protection Council aims to develop a plan for achieving zero mortality for whales in the California current ecosystem this year. Achieving such a goal requires understanding the key drivers of whale deaths, opportunities for policy change, and coordinated management across the ecosystem. The report found that five main contributors to whale mortality are currently targeted with relevant policy responses, entanglements, vessel strikes, noise, water quality, and marine debris, but three other threats, nutritional stress, disease, and predation, need to also be considered to provide a more holistic approach towards managing whale death. The Biden administration moved Tuesday to revive America's troubled nuclear power industry, with $6 billion in subsidies aimed at continued operation of financially strapped plants. The launch of the program, part of the administration's strategy to fight climate change, would bail out operators of plants in economic distress. The program is funded through the infrastructure package President Biden signed into law last year. U.S. nuclear power plants contribute more than half of our carbon-free electricity, and President Biden is committing to keeping those plants active to reach our clean energy goals, Energy Secretary Jennifer Granholm said in a statement. While nuclear power is considered by some to be carbon neutral, it has long been controversial among climate activists because of the other environmental risks associated with it. Scientists are using simulations to find that climate change is altering the mechanics of surface ocean circulations, making them faster and thinner. These changes can have a ripple effect in the ocean, affecting the transport of the nutrients organisms need as well as that of microorganisms themselves. Swifter currents may also affect the processes by which the ocean removes carbon and heat from the atmosphere and protects the planet from excessive atmospheric warming. In South Africa, the heaviest rains in decades pummeled the KwaZulu-Natal province, killing more than 300 people and causing billions of rand worth of damages to properties and infrastructure. Torrential rainfall caused mudslides which trapped people under buildings. Officials described the event as one of the worst weather storms in the history of South Africa. President Cyril Ramaphosa said the flooding was a catastrophe of enormous proportions. First indications are that about one month of average rainfall occurred over one or two days. The war in Ukraine is compounding a hunger crisis across East Africa as drought grips the region and food prices soar, aid agencies have warned. The Horn of Africa is facing one of its most severe droughts in recent history. Three consecutive rainy days have failed to materialize since October 2020, and below average rainfall is forecast again through the end of May. Russia's invasion of Ukraine is making things worse by impeding the wheat trade. The two countries account for about a quarter of the world's wheat exports. 
That includes the supply of around 90% of East Africa's imported wheat. Wheat accounts for a third of the average national cereal consumption in East Africa, 84% of which is met by imports. Wheat prices have soared 80% since the invasion and further disruption is expected. In Ethiopia, a week after the Russian invasion, the price of sunflower oil rose by 215%. A drought over four consecutive rainy seasons would be unprecedented since records began around 1920. And now, the sounds of extinction. The Bwindi mountain gorilla. The mountain gorilla is a very powerful animal, usually over five feet tall and weighing between 250 and 400 pounds. They live to be about 40 to 50 years old. The mountain gorilla is highly social and lives in relatively stable, cohesive groups held together by long-term bonds between adult males and females. Relationships among females are relatively weak. These groups are non-territorial. The dominant male generally defends his group rather than his territory. The mountain gorilla is primarily terrestrial and quadrupedal. However, it will climb into fruiting trees if the branches can carry its weight. Like all great apes other than humans, its arms are longer than its legs. It moves by knuckle walking, supporting its weight on the backs of its curved fingers rather than its palms. The mountain gorilla is diurnal, spending most of the day eating as large quantities of food are needed to sustain its massive bulk. It forages in the early morning, rests during the late morning, and in the afternoon it forages again before resting at night. Each gorilla builds a nest from surrounding vegetation to sleep in, constructing a new one every evening. Only infants sleep in the same nest as their mothers. They leave their sleeping sites when the sun rises at around 6 a.m., except when it is cold and overcast. Then they often stay longer in their nests. In Uganda's Bwindi Impenetrable National Park is a sanctuary for half of the world's remaining population of endangered mountain gorillas, alongside forest elephants and many other species. Bwindi is home to the dense mountain forests of the Albertine Rift and swaths of lowland forests, showcasing hundreds of tree and fern varieties, as well as more than 300 species of birds and butterflies. The Ugandan government plans to build a surfaced road that cuts through the park, though scientists and conservationists believe that new roads will imperil the mountain gorillas even further. And here, the sound of the Bwindi mountain gorilla and its habitat. They called you an unprecedented disaster. 
Is that right? Is that all we hear in your screaming wind? Are you a menacing, unknowable, savage world? After the storm, we, the rogue species, we stand where we burned in the trees. And we listen to your silent spring. We put our ear to the ground and hear in the traumatized land a seed stirring sound. Your scream is a talking softly breeze. And we know that the climate tragedy, it's an instruction to us. A way forward for life. We ask that you let us make a home again. To find a way to live after the storm. We promise you we are transformed. Can you just give us a uh, give us a little teaching, Bertha? Just go ahead, Bertha. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Lord have mercy. Hello, saints. Saints. All y'all saints out there. See when they ask me to come and say, well, why don't you just come on out to this show? Because we, you know, make people insane. I said, well, okay. <laughs> no, that I have to do anything. But I am, this theater, this choir, this church, these musicians, y'all have blessed me tonight. Aww. Thank you so much for recognizing <laughs> Acorn and recognizing the struggle, you know, that, uh, 
the attacks that the devil put upon us, and uh, which was a precursor um, to Wisconsin. But there's an evil going on right tonight. There's an evil in this town. This town is surrounded. It is surrounded by the most salacious, bodacious, outrageous, messinacious <laughs> corporation that you ever saw. You know, Mayday, right? Hallelujah. Mayday is the day for workers. But you ask any worker that works in a Walmart, you ask them, what about your wages? You ask them, what about your working conditions? You ask them, what about discrimination? And they will tell you that Walmart is a Walmart. 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 What I say? Walmart. Walmart. Hey, Walmart. And it's time to say thank you and goodbye. That was Bertha Lewis preaching, Walmart sucks. And she got the whole church on their feet. That was 11 years ago, just before Occupy Wall Street. Uh, Bertha will be uh, our saint. She'll be preaching with us this weekend on uh, Sunday at 5 p.m., Sunday the 24th. 5 p.m. at the Earth Church here in the East Village at the corner of East 3rd Street and Avenue C. 36 Avenue C. It's an abandoned branch bank that we have taken over. And uh, the choir will be holding forth and we'll have some, ah, some miracles. You know, we'll, uh, we'll survive the promised land. Just tying, tying my closing statements in with the previous sermons and I hope you are able to extricate yourself from the promised land children we've got to get out of this passivity you got to leave the screen and stop big oil and we're not doing it right now we've got to we're out of time you know that I'm just saying what everybody's saying but nobody's doing well the earth is conscious the earth is a living being that's how we'll be able to do this, I believe. The Earth's story will take us back to that wilderness that we're crossing, that personal wilderness that we have inside of us. The Earth will give us that back. We'll be aware of how we are the Earth, too. And when we get that, then we don't have to be brave or afraid or angry or careerist or heroic or anything, any of that. 
we won't have any barriers. It'll be easy to be crazy. It'll be, it'll be a privilege to be over the top for ourselves, for the earth, for the loving earth. Amen. Somebody give me an earth hallelujah.